Welcome to the Ringer Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to godly marriages and the trials we all face. Our goal here is to strengthen, encourage, and educate through the personal experiences we've gained in our 15 years of difficult bliss. We aren't licensed counselors or pastors, but we are experts on just about everything your relationship can weather. We've been through the Ringer, and we're still standing. We're back. It's been a while. It's been since April 24th. We've been sick. And it's also, oh, it's the end of school year. Oh, yeah, end of school year. And, and we've had a had the bug. I don't know what it is, but it's been going through our house for about three, good three weeks. Yeah, it hit each one of us individually. And I still sound pretty gross. Yeah, we're still not over it. So if you hear sniffling and coughing and all that. We said this the last time, too. Yeah. It was allergies last time, though. Yeah. But, uh, but we had school also. Mm. May is like harder than December. Yeah. As far as school goes. So we got through all that. We did record. We recorded an yeah, episode. Yeah, we we recorded an episode that we weren't happy with. I just deleted it. Yeah. I did it's it was about kids. We'll tackle that one again. Yeah. After I mean we sound, made our kids sound terrible. Yeah, and they're not. Most of the time. Most of the time they're not. So uh, we're going to redo that one. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to uh, unpack with kids. And yeah. We, we just weren't very good on that episode. So. No, no I, I agree. And I'm glad we're redoing it. Yeah. So today. Phew. Yeah. Oh, I mean, is there anything we should catch up? Um, well, since we've last been here, since the 24th, I guess I, we should update them on everything personally. Yeah. Um, we've had the threat of foreclosure. Yeah. We have been visited by a repo man. Yeah, that was fun. Um, we have settled some debt. Yeah. But I mean, the- and and all all of these all of these occurrences were all from a lack of communication. Yeah, but the thing is, we beat them all. Yeah. We, I mean, honestly, when all of these things came to us, it was like, okay. Yeah. Cool. As a matter of fact, the repo guy and I, we, and we chit-chatted for about 30 minutes on the porch. Mm-hmm. He was such a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that was uh, that's something I never thought I would do. Yeah, so we've had an interesting month or so since we last talked to you guys. Yeah. Um, anything else? Oh, my niece's birthday is today. She turned one. Yeah. Uh, anything else? I'm, I'm sure there is, but but I can't I, I know I kept trying to make notes of what we should have. Oh, our book. Oh yeah, our book. Yeah, our book. Uh, our book, Outgiving God, is going to be launched this week. It's actually at the publishing house. Mm-hmm. In proofing. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm me as the graphic designer. I'm just waiting on that proof. And then we hit the go button, and it's ready. That's right. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be launching it on Facebook probably Tuesday of this week. Talk uh, about a labor of love. Oh, though. man. Which would be the 4th. Fourth. Fourth. Yeah, June 4th. Um, oh, that should be probably the day after I publish this episode. Yeah. And by the way, if you could do us a favor, when you see our little video for the book and all that. Oh, yeah, I if, forgot you, that. if you would share it on social media, that would that would help us out tremendously. Well, and you probably know someone that really needs to read this book. What The way I'm explaining it to people, rather than going in detail about what the book's about, I basically just say, hey, if you've ever had 
you know, in your mind, if you've ever questioned God or thought, God, where are you? Or why are you doing this? Or why is this happening to me? If you've ever had a thought like that, then this book is for you. Because, it really is. Yeah, because that that's the biggest thing that we tackle in this book. Yeah, I mean, you get, on this podcast, you get a more exploded version of what all we've been through. Mm-hmm. and But the book tackles the one I mean, like a detail, a small detail that was so big. Yeah. Turned out to be the biggest thing in our life. Right. So I think everybody needs to read this book, mm-hmm. Christian or not. Yeah. I mean, you can convert someone and, with yeah, this. And, it's, and, and even though it's called Outgiving God, don't be deceived. It's not a money book. It has nothing to do with and money. And it's not a book about money. Honestly. Um, so that was just a great title. No, it, well, it works. I mean, it, yeah, it goes with it. It makes more sense um, than you would know. But it's not a money book. It's not like a financial book. It doesn't teach you how to use money. No, no. We've, I mean, I'm so over money. Speaking of the book, um, it will be available uh, at our website, jackandrusty.com. And that's J E K and Rusty. Dot com. J-E-K-A-N-D-R-U-S-T-Y, jackandrusty.com. There's a, there will be a, well, there's a, sh- it's basically just a shop. Yeah. So, boom, it's got the, uh, I love you anyway t-shirts. Right. And it has, it'll have the book. Mm-hmm. So, that will be on there. And we could probably put a video on there, too. Yeah, if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the we're just going to use that as our, our little dashboard. Yeah. For everything. I think right. I need to cough. <coughs> Yep. Well, today we are going to discuss uh, divorce. The big D. The big D word. This is the reason, divorce is the reason and the prevalence of divorce among people we love. Yes. Um, well, it's the whole reason we started this podcast in the very first place. Yeah, we uh, several weeks ago, we were shocked with news about some really good friends of ours getting divorced. And again. Again, yeah. And it, uh, I mean, again, not like the same company. More, more again, friends. But yeah, more friends. And, you know, it just blew us away when we heard the news because, uh, again, we love these two people with all of our hearts. And that's the last thing I would have ever thought. But uh, it just shows that, you know, what you see on the surface at church and in public, you know, maybe a very, very different thing than what's going on behind the scenes. That, and it also shows you how within a body of believers, how divorce is still there. Oh, yeah. It's still a thorn. It's still readily acceptable. And sadly, still as prevalent, if not more so, than those outside of the church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... The higher standards we hold ourselves to inside the church, yeah, I, people just aren't aren't willing at sometimes right. to hold the standards. But before we even get started, I want to make the point that Rusty and I are not perfect. No, I'm. I mean, we we at many 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 times in our of every single trial in our marriage, we were divorced. Not divorce proof. Mm-hmm. Well, how would I say that if you're not divorced? We could have headed toward divorce. Yeah. Had we not leaned to God instead of right to what felt better. Yeah. And so we're not perfect. No. And we could have easily gone down that path yeah. many times. And also, we know that 
there are marriages that should not remain that yeah there are marriages that should have never started right and i'm not going to say that I'm, I'm a champion for those but you show me proof that there's especially abuse mm-hmm. inside of a marriage and i'm going to cart you out of there myself yeah so that we know we know that you can get into a marriage and think you know someone and they turn out to be the complete opposite mm-hmm. Jekyll and Hyde well, I mean you guys know from earlier podcasts that you know I was married for five years and went through a divorce right and that was a marriage that should not have happened ever that was a, that was solely a marriage of convenience yeah so but yeah I, mean, I just wanted to interject we, that. we but just to make the point that you and I know that this is not something that there are there are marriages that are doomed yeah and even if you give it your all, mm-hmm. when you shouldn't give it your all because the other party is crazy. Yeah. You know, we know. We know that there are marriages that cannot be repaired. But if you have gone through a divorce, I mean, from us, there's no condemnation. That was I, my next point. Again, I've gone through it. Um, you know, is divorce a sin? Yes, it is. You know, but... You know, we're, we're not here to judge you and mm-hmm. point fingers. No, and if you have gone through a divorce and you, you started over, you try, you're trying again, this may be something you need to hear to keep this marriage that you have yeah. intact. I mean, there, if you try it again and it, it seems to work and you still have a few, everybody's going to have a few spots mm-hmm. that are trouble spots, but, you know... This may help you through that to keep your marriage you have now strong yeah. and better. And just seriously, listen to everything we've said. You know, I don't have the numbers right on right off the top of my head, but it's something like uh, people that divorce and remarry. There's, I think, the statistic is seventy five percent chance that they're going to get divorced a second time. It's it's just human nature that you want to be with someone. Yeah, your people. Most people are not made to be single. Mm-hmm. And so they do look, they constantly look for that companion. Yeah. So, yeah, if you divorce, you're probably going to look again, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm just pulling stuff out of the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cough again. Okay. <coughs> Hey, by the way, I want to I want to say this before I forget, but uh, she and I actually went on a date. Oh yeah, I posted it. Yeah, I posted a picture That's on right. the, on Insta on the Instagram. That's right. But it was so good. It was awesome. It was our first in six hundred and thirty-one days. First real, well, first date, yeah, in six hundred and thirty-one days. Yeah, no Walmart involved. Mm-mm. We didn't even go by Walmart. No, we went to Nashville and we ate. We came home and then none of your business. That's right. The kids were at camp. That's right. As Pastor Jack Hibbs in California says, we wrestled. We wrestled. That's right. I'm a good wrestler. You're a great wrestler. I, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So um, let's get started with this then. Yeah. Okay. So my sister and I, I went to visit her. She she moved recently. And I went to her house, and we were just, as we were unpacking our boxes and everything, she was telling me about friends of hers that surprised her with a divorce. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she and her husband, were my sister and her husband, were so shocked by this couple 
divorcing. And she said that, you know, they had never even had any clues mm-hmm. except for one time when she and the, the other wife were talking about it. Um, my brother-in-law has a, a really quick temper sometimes. Not, not in a bad way to, toward Anna. But the other wife was like, well, when he does that, do you ever consider divorcing him? <laughs> And Anna stopped. Now, Anna is 13 years younger than I am. But she and I were raised by the same parents. Mm -hmm. That's my brother, too. And she stopped and looked at her friend and she said, divorce is never an option. And for her to be so astute, I was Mm -hmm. so proud of her. But what if we went about marriage and dating and anything that has coupled them you know, involved. Mm-hmm. What if we went into it with the idea that you can't get out of it? That's what it should be. There's no option. Yeah. So when you're choosing, that's why your wedding vows say "till death do us part." Right. Not till you, you know, cheat on me, or not till you piss me off, or not till you whatever. So when you're okay, this to start at the beginning. Yeah. When you're looking for this spouse, mm-hmm. how would you do it differently how, if you didn't have the option to end it? Yeah. And I'm not talking about, oh, there would be a lot of dead people yeah. if you didn't, weren't able, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. Let's talk about there's never, the, this divorce idea never happened. No one ever thought of it. So you're stuck with that person. Mm-hmm. How would you date differently? Yeah. You know, what... And I, I know that when I was looking for you, I knew what I wanted. When you were shopping. Right. Yeah. So when you ticked all those boxes, uh, that divorce proofed us right then. Mm-hmm. Because I, the first thing I that thought of was, this is forever. Yeah. And if I can't wake up and look at him or talk to him or want him in my house, then I sh- probably shouldn't even start this whole mess in the first place yeah <coughs> what are you doing i'm pulling up bible verse ah uh, he's he's actually doing research while we're talking so anyway first of all i was really proud of my sister because whether she knew it or not she was letting this person know that she's going about this the whole wrong way and this was what how long ago would that have been because they were at the beach house together a couple of years three, two or three years yeah. ago yeah. three years ago probably and yeah probably so anyway the couple actually did eventually divorce which shocked the two of us too but it's like that generation they were raised more with divorced parents than you and i were oh yeah Anna's generation oh yeah since she was so much younger so it's really not a stigma for them Right. You Even know, inside the church. I'm I'm 47, and when I was a kid, I mean, divorce in a, well, in society in general, it was just, man, I mean, it was, uh, it was almost like pedophilia today, you know, where you yeah. just, you're, you're outcast, you're shunned. I had one friend from the time I was in kindergarten until I graduated, mm-hmm. like one close friend, yeah. whose parents divorced. And it was the craziest show. It was the biggest circus mm-hmm. I have 
ever in my life witnessed. And that right there scared me enough to never even talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because the kids went through hell. The parents were nuts. The dad ended up... I mean, bless his heart. He was such a good man. Mm -hmm. And he went down with gossip and rumors and just because they got a divorce yeah it was like this should not happen Mm -hmm. this was a good man yeah he was a good dad and he was a good husband Mm -hmm. and she decided to step outside the marriage and it ended it all and yeah of course i know there was a reason she did but that scared the mess out of me Mm -hmm. That, that scared me straight yeah just like prison talk but yeah i mean you i mean from the get-go you know if you know if if you decide divorce is not an option you know as you just ask how would you date differently and um how would you how hard would you fight to save what you have yeah i mean there's there's probably some of you listening now that are in a marriage and you're not happy and you've considered divorce and you know what we want to do is um i mean we we basically want you to kind of rethink this whole thing um because well first of all what got you where you are right well i mean we'll get into all this this is just kind of like a hey this is what we're talking about divorce thing yeah but how hard would you fight to keep your the marriage you have that was good until Till mm-hmm. now, yeah. How much harder would you fight to keep it if you couldn't get out of it? Yeah. And then, let me read my notes here. I can't see. What would you do to fight for something you're stuck with? Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're stuck, how hard would you work to fix that? Yeah. So change the marriage climates. What I have that was, that's pretty good. Yeah. I obviously had a better brain the day I made these these notes than I have right now, right. which is on a kind of a sinusy yeah. brain. Because you look at the notes and go, what does that mean? I can't even read that right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so what what we've done through every episode, everything we've talked about from day one to today, all of that, and if you're just starting with divorce, this episode, take your butt back to the first. Mm-hmm. Listen to everything. Yeah. If you're someone who is in this kind of marriage or in a marriage that is at the end of its rope, mm-hmm. go back to number one and listen to what we talk about. Oh, yeah. Everything from communication and attention and what else have we talked about? Trust and I mean, intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. Every single thing holds the same importance. Mm-hmm. For a union that sticks, it stays. I'm gonna cough again. <coughs> I need to wet my throat. Yeah. Yeah. You can go ahead and take over for a second. Well, I, um, you know, God made. First of all, God made marriage between a man and a woman. Right. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think we're gonna sit here and debate that. Um, but but He made it where. Go. Sorry. See, <coughs> we're just thick. Yeah. Um, but he made it where a man and a woman they leave their parents and they join each other and they become one flesh and they stay like that until they die. 
And it's only, you know, recently, and I say recently, probably, you know, the last 20, 30 years that it's become really, really, really prevalent in society. And, but that's not... What, divorce? Yeah, divorce. And that's not the way God intended it. And the Bible is chock full of, um, basically, of advice. I was going to say, it's try, marriage, or divorce proofs your marriage. Yeah. If you listen or read and discern exactly what's he, what he's trying to tell you, if you take the advice of what your God has told you, for thousands of years, you'll be fine inside of a union that you promised you would keep. You know, one of the reasons that God hates divorce so bad, and, and I'm not saying this is the only reason, but one of the big reasons is because a, a marriage between a man and a wife is a representation of the union between Jesus Christ and the church. And we've said this before. Yeah. And so... You know, on on earth, you know, a marriage, if you just, if you get tired of one another or whatever the situation is and you bail on each other and get divorced, um, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't give a very good example of Christ and the church. Plus, Christ is not going to leave his church. Yeah, that's he's, what I mean. He's not to, going to. I mean, to. to unbelievers and to people that don't really know, uh, you know, aren't, aren't biblically literate. Um, you know, it, it that looks horrible. You know, if they ever find out that it's a representation of Christ in the church, because it's well, you know, what if he leaves us? Well, here's the thing, and I mean, this just came to me because you know, well, it just did. But our the church has changed so dramatically from Jesus's day to now in a bad way, right? And like today at our in our service, we talked about tolerance mm-hmm. and how tolerance has become, well, just a gateway to let anything into our church. Yeah. Because if you're not tolerant of this or that or that, so it's changed the makeup of what our churches are today. Mm-hmm. Jesus has not left us. No. We don't look the same and we don't act the same. We act like a, a, a bumbling idiot having affair after affair mm-hmm. with this world but he stays mm-hmm. and he's still Jesus and we're still supposed to be his unblemished bride mm-hmm. but we're not but he stays yeah so hey look at that that was really good that was a good example give yeah. me some props for that yeah okay well this, the the context today the sermon was about the we're in the we're in Revelation talking about the seven letters to the seven churches. And today our pastor was talking about the letter to Thyatira, the church of Thyatira. And basically <laughs> that church had allowed tolerance to creep in. And they tolerated things that God didn't want tolerated. At all. And so in Jesus' letter to Thyatira, he condemned them for, for tolerance. Well, they, they changed the rules, basically, to allow everything to happen inside their church. Yeah. They changed. They thought they could... Sneak it past God, I guess. Yeah. Until God called them out with these letters. Right. But, um, yeah, they. I mean, they changed every rule mm-hmm. to make it more accessible for everybody that wanted to sin yeah. and still be a Christian. Right. So, but anyway, how did we get off on that tangent? I don't know, okay. but I mean, it, it still ties in what we're talking about because, yeah. you know, even in uh, the church in Thyatira, one thing they did was... Um, 
they justified their behaviors. And, you know, a lot of people in marriages, you know, they will justify grounds for a divorce. Every time. You know, I mean, even if... um, yeah, good. I mean, every every reason I can think. Of. The one I hate the very most because it's so weak, so weak is I've just falling out of love with him. Yeah. What? Right. How's that happen? You didn't do. You can't justify that. Right. That's a choice. You've chosen not to love this person anymore. Right. But yeah, everything that well hurts a marriage. And justifying that and trying to make it okay so those papers are easier to sign. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's bull. Yeah. You're going to make me cuss here. It makes me so mad. Yeah. But it takes two people yeah. to marry, and it takes two people to destroy a marriage. Oh, absolutely. So, and, and when I say that, let me explain it. So you have some... One of your, I know what you mean, by the way. I know you do, because mm-hmm. we don't have to make sense to each other right. to make sense. But... <coughs> sorry. I'm going to explain it to them. So let's say someone has an affair. Mm-hmm. Say you have an affair. Okay. And I can blame, and I can point fingers, and I can kick you out, mm-hmm. and I can tell you I'm, I'm going to call an attorney. Mm-hmm. I'm done with this. Right. Maybe you've done this multiple times. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've gotten numbers and I've never done anything with them. Right. But I've had enough. Yeah. But what led you to this affair? Right. Why did you all of a sudden, after we had a great thing going on, and you have to have, mm-hmm. or you never would have walked down the aisle together. Right. You had something good for a little bit. Right. What made you step outside of that marriage to find satisfaction Yeah, that you should have been finding inside? Because, yeah, because there was something inside of the marriage that was not being met or fulfilled or, um, you know, there was, there was something missing that used to be there. Yeah. So you having an affair mm-hmm. is my fault. There's a reason this, this is hypothetical. Right. But you getting in contact, having a girlfriend, whatever it is right. that I consider an affair, because right. it doesn't have to be sex. It right. could be, it could be anything mm-hmm. that connects you with another woman. Right. And that Speedway girl, yeah. she's about to get hurt. <laughs> I don't think they know about. That. Well, we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. But because it's going to come into play, because like anyway. Yeah. So we've talked about this in infidelity. Yeah. But there's a reason that your your needs were not met somewhere along the way. Right. So either we stopped talking to each other. Yeah. You, I didn't seem like I felt that you were important enough anymore. Mm-hmm. You. And, and it's it's not an overnight thing. No. Either. No. You know, and and more more likely than not, I would have attempted to communicate that. Uh, some know. way or another. Yeah, some way. So, you know, a lot of people, and I'm one of those people, I don't communicate. Right. I do with you. Yeah. But with, I don't communicate well. I don't come across clearly sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I might even say it. I just may keep it in my head and think I have told you about it. Mm-hmm. But there's no excuse. Whenever you, this something like this, that this, that this important mm-hmm. 
to not protect it with everything you have. Mm-hmm. And so we need to get to forgiveness. <laughs> you know, there's so many things that you have to keep well oiled yeah. inside of a marriage because divorce is so easy anymore. So if you don't if you don't practice communication and trust and intimacy and you're going to have to use forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So and it, it, forgiveness is complete forgiveness. It's yeah. not like, oh, well, I'll forgive you until I remember it tomorrow and get mad right. again. Right. You can't do that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So do you have any examples other than infidelity that, uh, I think that's the biggest one. Though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's the most popular. Yeah. Other than being married to someone that might be a little nuts. Mm-hmm. I think that is the most popular. Well, I mean, this could this could be a six-hour episode if we wanted it to. Um, but like you were saying, there's so many moving parts in a marriage that have to be... I mean, they have to work. It has to be a well-oiled machine. It does. And everything has to work together. And... Oh, God. It's the most important thing. It should be the most important thing in your world. You know, what, what we often forget, especially as Christians, is that, you know, the enemy's goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. And I think you say that every episode. Yeah. And, well, it, it bears repeating I, I know. And destroying marriages. See, marriage, the marriage is, I mean, that's the fabric, the DNA of civilization. Right. It is. You know, uh, a man and a wife getting together and, you know, procreating and having kids. I mean, that's that's how God made humans. Right. And, and why he made humans. Right. And, you know, so we always have to remember that, um, you know, Satan's goal is to break you up, is to break, destroy the marriage. Yeah. And he's going to do everything in his power to do so. And if... You know, if, you know, the husband has an affair, Satan's immediately going to go to the wife and say, hey, you know, you need to leave this loser. You know, you could do so much better. Even even in our airtight relationship. Yeah. I mean, even in ours. Mm-hmm. Every couple days, I am reminded, oh, hey, remember this? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I remember that. Back off. Mm-hmm. I have more than I have not. I have prayed for protection mm-hmm. for our marriage. Girls, dogs, Aubrey, I'm gonna have you take them out of here. Do not let them fight. <coughs> but protection for our marriage because it's not just me and you. No, no. Again, it represents what God is doing in our church or with our church for our church. Mm-hmm. And for the two of us to call ourselves Christians, we have a role that we have to fulfill. Mm -hmm. And then we have children. Yeah. And the examples we set for them and for what we expect for them and from them as married people, Mm -hmm. women, you know, we have to do that here first. But if I didn't have you... Mm -hmm. If we had, if we, I mean, no, this would work because I can't, this this is beyond me. But if we did divorce, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how I'd live. 
I, I don't understand that yeah. world. Yeah. But the damage it would do to our girls, our dogs would feel it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be, it's just a nightmare. Yeah. So if you get to that point, divorce is hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no bad, no matter how badly you may be hurting from something your spouse did, man, think of all the, the ramifications for everyone involved. Holy cow. I mean, I've heard so many people say their kids are better off uh, now that they aren't married to Mm -hmm. each other. And that may be so after a couple of years, but ask those adult children that went through divorce if they seriously went through that without damage. Yeah. I don't know any friends of mine whose parents did divorce that haven't also gone through a divorce Mm -hmm. or haven't had some kind of issues in a relationship. Yeah. Especially trust issues. Mm -hmm. It's not, it doesn't end with those papers and the two of you. Mm -hmm. And I know you all know that. Yeah. Especially if you've done this, you know we're right. Well, I mean, it it gets back around to the the whole attitude of, of me, me and you know what? What do I want? What's going to make me happy? Um, what's easy? What I, do I think is yeah, easier? Yeah. What's easier? Uh, you know, and that's why our, you know, society's just falling apart right now. Yeah. Because again, everyone just wants to take the easy way out. We have not done that. No. In anything we've been through. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're just shining examples of how to be human. That's right. Perfect. Yeah. Even though I told you we weren't. Yeah. So, as far as the Speedway girl. Oh, yeah. Rusty has this Speedway that he goes to on one of his runs. Yeah. To deliver gravel. He gets coffee and fuel. Yeah. Normally. And there's this girl who, she doesn't, as he as far as he puts it, I've never met her. She doesn't want to meet me. Um, he said she doesn't look like the typical convenience store and yeah, she, I mean, she, <coughs> let's, she, let's, say, let's explain this. I don't know. You know, when you think of a stereotypical convenience store cashier. And let's not give the town away because I don't want her to get scared. No. But when you think of a typical, stereotypical convenience store cashier, you know, you probably don't have a, a supermodel well, exactly. in mind. Yeah. You know, and I hate to be so stereotypical. Um, well, but no, what, what happened first was I, I went to Speedway a couple months ago and stopped in the afternoon to get a coffee and I fueled up my truck and I went in to get a coffee and, um, walked up to the counter and there was this girl working there and she's probably, if I had to guess, I'd say mid thirties, maybe. Oh, I thought she was younger. No. She's like, yeah, I'm going to hurt her. Yeah. She's way too close to your age. She's got a really heavy lip liner though. I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, so I walk up to pay and, and, uh, you know, I get up there and she's like, that it for you? And I said, yeah, that's it. And she's like, all right, well, have a nice day. I said, do what? And she said, have a nice day. And I'm like, well, what about the coffee? And she's like, no, just have a nice day. She's giving, Speedway, she's giving away stuff. So she gave me a coffee and I'm like, well, thank she's you. She's going to start giving you fuel. <laughs> I'll let her do that. I was going to say, yeah, that may be something <laughs> they need to think about. Um, 
But I, you know, I didn't even think twice. I thought they were maybe running a promotion or something. He's like, hey, girl gave me free coffee. I'm Ooh. like, cool. Yeah. So didn't think anything about it. And I go in there when I'm when I'm making the run to this specific town, um, which I've been doing a lot lately. At least six months. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I stop in there at... In the afternoon. Yeah, certain times of the day yeah. because my route puts me there and, and at certain need, times. And you need fuel right. and coffee. Right. So I went in there, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. However long it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this girl's working the cashier again. And so I uh, uh, get my coffee and whatever. And <laughs> so I go to the counter and there were actually three cashiers working. And I like how you're just snickering over here. <laughs> But there was a line of people, and you know how it is where the first cashier opens up and the first person line Hold goes in. All right, stop. It's, it's really loud. It picks up. Well, anyway, it got to my turn in line to, to pay, and it was that girl whose cashier, you know, her thing opened up, her line opened up. And so I walked over there and, you know, exchanged pleasantries. Hey, how are you good? How are you great? You know, and put my coffee up there and she's like you know be dollar 33 or whatever it is so I pay for it and my first thought is dang I had to pay for my coffee you know like mm. that really sets me back but um, after I paid for it I said I said alright well uh, thank you ma'am and she said you're very and I'm I'm waiting on welcome you're very welcome <laughs> but she goes you she said you're a very good looking guy and I didn't, it just caught me so off guard. And there's a line of people behind me waiting to check He out. took hours to tell me this story. Took hours? Yeah. You told me after work. Oh. Uh, but I, te- I sent you a text immediately after it happened, though. She has no idea your wife is crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so I just said, thank you, you know. He's wearing a wedding band every yeah, day. Yeah. And walked out. And I mean, I've been back in there since then. Sometimes she's there. Sometimes she's not. Uh, I'm getting... You know that my wife is psychotic. Yeah. You're going to start wearing that sweatshirt. Yeah. Just as a warning to this child. <laughs> the reason it's funny to me is because, to me, my wife is is drop-dead gorgeous. And I've told her time and time and time and time again throughout our marriage, you know, that you never have to worry about me looking at anybody because... And I don't. You know, the whole love is blind thing. Right. You know, and that's why this is so humorous to me because this girl... Um, I mean, there's no chance whatsoever. Yeah, no. Ever. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> she keeps going, and she's going to get She hasn't said anything since it. then. She better. She better not. She's not said one thing so, since then. here's my point with this long story, because he, he doesn't tell mm-hmm. short stories. No. Um, you take any man yeah. that is not you, right. that doesn't have the foundation you have, yeah. and the love you have <clears> for me. Yeah. You take a man walking in there with a semi-attractive... She could be toothless. Right. And she says something like that to him. Mm -hmm. There's going to be an exchange of some kind. Oh, yeah. Because... And if... If I weren't secure Mm -hmm. with you, I would go up there and say something to her. Yeah. That minute. Because what I hold precious doesn't mean anything to her. Right. So if it doesn't mean anything to you Mm -hmm. either... Yeah. There's trouble. You've got to keep that 
it, well, the fact that that marriage is precious, yeah. you've got to make that your priority mm-hmm. in life. And, you know, one reason that <coughs> Jessica doesn't worry is because, like I said, it, as soon as I got in the truck, I sent her a text and told yeah. her what happened. No, it infuriates me because the respect for our marriage mm-hmm. is not there. Yeah. No one respects it like the two of you should. Mm-hmm. And they won't. Yeah. So if... I mean, if they're brazen enough, and a lot of women are, a lot of men, oh, definitely a lot of men, Oh yeah, they'll say things. Mm -hmm. And if there is a weak spot in your marriage, Mm -hmm. it's going to be exploited. Yeah. So it just really infuriated me that she didn't respect the fact that that wedding band means a lot to you. Yeah. And it means a lot more to me and my children. And our dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, there's so much more involved in a union than, you know, right. whatever she felt was okay. Right. right. Oh, it made me so mad. It, yeah. ma- it makes me mad for everybody that but, falls prey to that. You know, point being, though, <laughs> I mean, it is so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. I mean, if we, you know, you just kind of touched on this but you know let's say things weren't good at home yeah you know and let's say i was some some need that i had was yeah fiona you stink some need i had was lacking and then that happened pearl why'd you change their collars aubrey really okay why does fiona have a ball she smells so bad go ahead but that's again that's why um, you know when you were saying if I had an affair that you know part of the fault would lie with you yeah and if I neglected you emotionally yeah or if we didn't verbalize things if we didn't communicate right at all if all the only communication we had at home was you know this kid did that or yeah. the garbage needs to be taken out and there was nothing beyond that. Yeah. And she actually sparks a conversation that interests you. Mm-hmm. Even if she hadn't said anything about you being attractive. Yeah. If she, if her conversation, don't laugh. I will kill <laughs> her. I will kill her dead. I just, I laugh because if you saw her, you would not. I don't care. I'm super jealous. Be remotely threatened. Just like our God. I am super yeah. jealous and I will end a lady. Or her try girl. And a picture of her next time. Do not know. take a picture of her. Okay. You're not allowed to have her on your phone. That's gross. <laughs> How about you just turn around and take a selfie with her? That'd be even better. Hey, my wife wants to see we'll what you We'll post like. it on Instagram. There we go. Speedway girl. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to make you a shirt that says my wife is crazy. Yeah. Watch what you say. My wife hates Speedway girls. My wife will protect our marriage no matter what. That's right. But anyway... But yeah, if, if our conversations at home were, you know, that didn't spark anything with you. Right. And she did. Yeah. There's trouble. Yeah. And, I, and it's understandable. I talked to a friend of mine about it. <coughs> um, I'm so sorry about the cough. Yeah. I, I mentioned this story to a friend of mine, uh, a guy friend. And um, he, uh, he said, man, I would have gotten her number. And um, that, it, that it upset me to hear that. Yeah, me too. You know, and then he clarified and said, "Well, the old me would have gotten her number." Right. 
the new me would have just walked out and never gone back to another speedway. There never should be, as a married person, mm. you should never have that response come out of your mouth. Yeah. There should never be a, an instance where an unmet need, is that right? Unmet need? Mm-hmm. Yes. Ruin something mm-hmm. that should be lifelong. Yeah. You know, today I was, whenever Brady was preaching, I was thinking about how constant and how solid and how unchanging God's Word is. Mm-hmm. And our marriages should reflect that. Yeah. Especially godly marriages, those that are made, you know, those, I hate to say a pact, mm-hmm. but that pact that's made between two Christians should be as steadfast as God's Word. Mm-hmm. Nothing should change. Right. What was that? Yeah. But it, that, I mean, I knew we were going to record this today, so when we were in service, I was trying to think of different things, and that's the one thing that stuck with me. Yeah. Was how we aren't, we shouldn't be changing either. Mm-hmm. And our authority on everything comes from those words. Yeah. And it's not changed. So as society does change, it becomes harder and harder to be less like them, like the world. Right. Like, you know, we always preach, don't be like the world, be like Jesus. And we've been in marriage. It's definitely not there anymore. No. Not at all. It's it's a one. I mean, you do it, if you don't like it, you just throw it away. Yeah. And that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. Use it up. Use it till one of you are dead. Make that marriage work for you. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so silly, but... Going going back to what we were talking about a minute ago, there have been times in our marriage Mm -hmm. where um, maybe I wasn't happy with something. Right. And, uh, you know, but rather than search for whatever that was somewhere else... I went to you and I said, hey, we need to talk about something. Right. And, and I have too. Yeah. You and know, we've said that. That's why our, we talk yeah. about communication. I don't I don't feel like you think blah, 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 or whatever the case. A hundred times out of a hundred, it's been a very crossed message. Yeah. Like, he was getting the wrong message because I wasn't saying the right thing, mm-hmm. or, or, again, I don't communicate that great, but... <clears throat> All it took was a conversation. Yeah, but point being, I asked her about it. That's what I mean. That's yeah. all it took. Yeah. We fixed everything. Instead instead of ignoring it and building up resentment to the point of where I go somewhere else to... Fulfill that need. To fulfill that need. And, you know, we started with communication for a reason. Yeah. That's why everything ties together. It, completely. Everything mm-hmm. is woven. And you, if you mess up one, it messes up the other. Yeah. You don't communicate. You don't trust. By the and, way, I can I can already tell you this is going to be a two-part episode. Cool. Because I've got a whole lot more I want to say. Okay. Well, you probably need to write that stuff down. I already know what it is. Okay. Yeah. We can record it tomorrow night. Yeah. I was just waiting to get to it, but I just now noticed that we've been talking 45 minutes. Yeah, because this is a problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, like I said, that's when we started this podcast in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because not only does it damage two people, 
But it, it really hurts society in general. You have single parents. You have kids that turn out to be... Yeah. I mean... Uh, well, like I said, Satan's goal is to destroy the family. <laughs> single parents. Kids from single parents mm-hmm. how, or single households. Yeah. They're the ones that are having so much trouble. And I, of course, yes, yes, kids inside of a marriage can too. Mm-hmm. But we all know statistics say yeah. that a single mother raising kids, they have the worst trouble yeah. with their children. I was saying, you know, even even like with crime and stuff like that, yeah. you know, nine times out of ten, the the perpetrator, you know, came from a kind of feeling disturbed ground. Well, she was a frog. Yeah, came from a family without a father. Our inner city's full. Yeah. And what is our inner city full of? Right. Crime. Yeah. But I mean, it's the like, like you said earlier, the fabric mm-hmm. of our world. Our dogs are nuts right now. Yeah. <coughs> so, do you want to have a stopping point here? And yeah, I, just to kind of give you guys a heads up of what I would like to talk about on part two of this is. Um, you know, what, what if you're in a marriage with an unbeliever, how does that work? You know, and what if, um, is divorce ever justified and what's God say about divorce? And I mean, there's just a whole, I mean, we, we've just kind of, you know, for the past 45 minutes or so, we've been given personal examples and all that, but we haven't really hit the Bible. And all right, what is, what's the Bible definitively say about this? Mm-hmm. And what does God think about it? And why did they divorce back then? And why did God not want it back then? And Right. But I mean, there's a whole biblical avenue on this that I want to touch on. Well, I also want to talk about how to divorce-proof your marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, like I said, we've done it in every episode, but if we could make a collective, yeah, I mean, it would be short, and I would send you right back to ep- the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. But if we could condense it down in the next part, and you know, just give you, hey, make a list. Yeah. Check it off. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're doing this. If it's this is your first marriage, if it's your fourth marriage, right. get it right. Yeah. This is time to take marriage seriously mm-hmm. if you're going to enter into something like this protect it yeah and that's biblical too yeah I mean we can find all kinds of stuff in the Bible for that we'll just consider this episode the intro introduction to don't divorce that's right <laughs> uh, yeah tomorrow's vacation Bible school for me and back on the road for me. Yeah, the girls and I are serving at uh, at our church. For our church has the most explosive vacation Bible school in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's honestly, it's very effective. It's mm-hmm. a great community outreach. So I haven't done this in two years. <coughs> yeah, it's been several years. <coughs> and um. I need prayers. Yeah. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, actually, um, I'm in charge of a group of kids for the first time ever at VBS. Yeah. Usually I dance because that's my spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Amen. Yep. 
Yeah. But uh, I was too late this year to grab that spot. So yeah. now I have to. Oh, God. Please don't let me kill a child. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. But we have be at Vacation Bible School. We will. Mate, when do you. We'll get this episode out this week. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I won't be sick the next time, I hope. And. Book will be launched Tuesday. Yeah. Share. Please share. Yeah. This episode will be coming up probably tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, definitely yeah. share that. Anything else we want to say before? Mm. I don't think so. No, 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 no. You can find us every time at on our Instagram or Facebook page at The Ringer with the W Podcast. And at our website, theringerpodcast.com, mm-hmm. you can get all the episodes there. Yeah. I'm still, ha- I have no idea how to do the, what, Spotify or Google Play. I'll figure it out this summer. Yeah. That's a promise. And you can also reach us at jackandrusty.com. Yeah. That's where you find the book. Yep. Yeah. Pre-order should be going up. Well, I guess it's... Yeah, it's already ready. I mean, you can actually go to the website and order the book right now. You just yeah. won't get it till we get it in in a couple Correct. days. Yeah. So. All right. All right. You can look for us there and then look for the second part to this episode in a few days. Yep. Yeah. All right. See y'all. Have a good week.